See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Destination Wedding on Stars. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Script. My name is TJ Davis. He, him, pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick. My pronouns are she and her. And I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. Unfortunately, we didn't have a, a clip queued up. But I think it would be something like. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it should be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially. Yeah, especially if you could tie it to the to the mountain lion being like never mind and running yeah. away because it makes some like it makes some unhappy noises before it oh, runs. It's, it's so hilarious, I, honestly. The mountain like, lion is an amazing character. I have yeah. to say. All right, so we today are talking about the 2018 American romantic comedy drama, uh, Destination Wedding, starring Winona Ryder and that's Keanu not the Reeves. title. That's not uh, the title. Uh, sorry, sorry. The the entire title being Destination Wedding or a narcissist can't die because then the entire world would end. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. The full title is so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it stars Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves and no one else. Yeah. There are other people on screen at times, but this yeah. is in essence a two person play. And yeah, yeah, there's like there's some other dialogue from just stuff that they watch on TV. And I think um, a maid knocks on the door at one point. Yes, like, a maid knocks on the door. No one else on screen. No one either. Like everyone uh, we, else. We is... hear the DJ during the. Um, during the rehearsal dinner. At yeah, and you hear like an announcer in the airport and stuff, but like in, in a practical yeah. sense, there are no other characters on screen with yes. lines. It, yes. yes, there are only two on screen speaking roles. Yeah, which I mean, it's weird because I don't think this would work as a play, which is kind of interesting. Um, like, that's the thing. I want it to work as a play, but like as I'm watching it and thinking about how you would try and do it as a play, it like, wouldn't there are work certain, as well. Well, like there are certain scenes that I could see working well because you would have essentially like, you know, the, the hotel room set that would be back to back beds with a wall in between. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it would be doing it fairly black box with because, you know, they kind of state where they are in every scene. So, like, you just kind mm. of need two chairs, um, but like that you'd move to simulate a various, you know, table arrangements or furniture. But, you know, ultimately, I think especially the whole sequence with the cougar like that whole sequence doesn't yeah that's sort of where it falls apart yeah well yeah. like not only that but also like carry me up to up this hill to yeah no that whole scene would need to be reworked like, and i mean like it's important because i mean like ultimately like you're not going to have your actors like there's no good way to depict your actors having sex on stage so like, yeah um but yeah uh we're already talking about the movie instead of talking about the movie so let's talk through the movie and yeah, then uh, what happens then we'll, then we'll get into it yeah uh so two middle-aged people frank and Lindsay, meet and then argue while waiting to board their flight at the airport they are both annoyed when they realize they are seated next to each other on this fucking eight-seater plane uh, their annoyance increases when they learn they are on their way to the same destination wedding in paso robles uh robles <laughs> like yeah. I, it, it's still funny that he was trying to defend robles that's how they say it robles and it's like well americans are dumb yeah americans totally wrong. do that like i <laughs> I've always loved the fact that it's uh oh 
Jeez, what, I'm trying to think of some examples of things that are like clearly being pronounced wrong, but like we just go with it. Like I know that like I can in New well, Milwaukee Island, is supposed to be there's a Thames Street, and it's just like shouldn't it be Thames? Shouldn't it be yeah, Thames? It, it, like it be Thames. <laughs> yeah, and or like so I have to ask Dan, having never lived in Southern California, do people actually say La Jolla, or is it like, or do they do, do like La Jolla because Americans? Um, they usually recall, call it La Jolla, but you'll definitely hear people refer to it as La Jolla. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, everyone knows that, like, like despite its spelling, you know, it's it's pronounced Quincy, not Quincy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Worcester, not Worcester. Yeah, well, but that's... That's just British dumbness. Like, No, that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's really how it is. It's just, like, it's worse stir because you just at that point you were adding stir to the end of place names all the time so yeah all right keep it on keep it on um frank and Lindsay know each other the groom keith is frank's half-brother and Lindsay's former fiance when they arrive in uh, paso robles robles yeah mm-hmm. there we go they find they are staying in adjoining rooms at an inn. On their way to the inn, Frank reveals that he does not want to go to the wedding, and Lindsay reveals that she is attending the wedding to get closure from her relationship with Keith, which ended six years ago. Frank runs marketing for J.D. Power & Associates, which, honestly, I wish they brought that gag back in it, because I thought it was sort of funny how... It was pretty funny. He was just like, no, that's a magazine. No, that's a magazine. <laughs> And Lindsay is an environmental prosecutor. It just says prosecutor, but like largely she takes on cases of, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like that, that does come back. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They do bring that up a couple times because like she's, the, she's like the PC she's a police. bad match for that job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you would expect somebody to have a little more empathy if they're going to have a job like that. And yeah. no, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, know that it, she doesn't have empathy so much as she's just like really bitter in her personal life. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I feel like you need to be fairly cutthroat to have that job. I just think it's amusing that like you would think you'd have some degree of like sympathy for the cause, but I, I feel like for her, it's no, it's just the money. Well, <laughs> well it, it's, it's the money, probably, but, it, but also it also probably makes her feel better than other people. That yes. that's what she does. Yes. Yeah. yeah instead of like caring about the cause, you know. Yeah. Or, there's, there's a certain entitlement that it gives her that she yeah. enjoys. Yes. Really. So then, yeah. Or and it's also probably really profitable in this day and age. Yeah, so, I would think it, I would think it's a well-paying job. Yeah. Um, um, but also, like, if you want to be charitable here, like, you could say that you know maybe she's just like not at all compassionate to the group of people at this wedding because uh you know keith dumped her like what six weeks before their wedding or some shit I've, and then but yeah yeah and then like you know his family clearly sucks other than i you mean know, that's actually, the thing is, is you could say that these people are just in a bad mood instead of horrible people but i oh, think no. the movie goes the out of the way to say is... that they're they're just horrible people. no they're they're pretty awful humans yeah yeah but like, I don't. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't read like them the as awful characters. humans so much as like oh, they they're are awful humans. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I don't think even the so, uh, like side characters that we don't hear a line from any of them. Yeah, I think that all of them are pretty fucking terrible, too. Yeah, they seem pretty terrible, yeah. too. I mean, like everyone in this, except is kind for maybe of... except for maybe the bride to be. I don't because think she just seems are... dumb. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, the I don't I would argue that, uh, you know, our, think... our our only two characters are not really awful people so much as they're just like totally jaded and i think that he is also i would guess he's on the autism spectrum based on some of like how he reacts to stuff i mean i think that's a fair (sighs) interpretation but i mean i think that ultimately both of them are extremely misanthropic yes um, which but that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person it just like yeah it just makes you isolated from society yes absolutely speaking of at the rehearsal dinner on friday night they are seated next to each other and isolated from everyone else they talk about the other guests frank shares his negative opinions of his family members along with the difficult history between them uh kind of wild that like this synopsis just skips over that Frank's father apparently shot him as a kid and then killed himself. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, in weird ways, it doesn't come back. I mean, like, yeah. that's like, it really is. It I think that serves like more to set up heavy. why the character is the way he yeah, is. Yeah. Like sort yeah. of how he is the way he is. It's why like, he has built up so many high, strong walls around himself because he, I think that, you know, everything is awful. <laughs> one of the responses to that kind of trauma as a child is to just basically go, everyone, every, even people that I let in and trust can uh, hurt me and leave me. So I just choose not to let anyone in ever again. Yeah, I can feel that pretty hard. I'm, I'm curious what, what, uh, Winona Ryder's trauma, well, Lindsay's trauma. Well, I mean, the been. implication is her relationship with Keith, but that yeah, is, so that is the implication. But with we her. still don't really get much of their backstory, except that Keith left her five weeks before the marriage. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's still a pretty significant. That's yeah. a signi- that's still a significant trauma, especially if she like didn't bother going to therapy afterwards. Yeah, and I it. mean, like the implication is like they were together for several years before that. So, oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it was said six years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like she just writes it off as, oh, we were young and dumb. And it's like, no, he was old no, she doesn't know better. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's like, she might be saying that, but yeah, she clearly, you know, has, I mean, that's the whole reason why she's at the wedding is because she still clearly has, you know, deep seated feelings about the situation. So, well, and I'm yeah. guessing that he never actually gave her a proper explanation for why he, no, he no, broke he off the wedding. He just, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he disappeared in the night. All right. Uh, the next day, some activities, including a wine tasting and, you know, getting a fucking foot massage, even though he doesn't like anybody touching his feet. But he's he's so cheap that he can't let a thirty dollar foot massage go to waste. This made me think of you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it made me think of you, too, Dan. You would yep. be, yeah, you are absolutely the kind of person to be like, I don't want anyone touching my feet. I don't like people really touching me at all anyway. Yeah. But like, I'm not wasting a thirty dollar yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, at the I same time, I still probably wouldn't go because I would be like, is tipping a thing? Ah, this still isn't free then, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, th- there were definitely <laughs> moments of Frank that made me think of you, Dan. Yes, Great. there are definitely, yeah. <laughs> like those disposable slippers. You would totally take those home with you. No, I wouldn't. 
he would only take stuff that he actually felt like he had use for. for. Yeah, so yeah. Probably I mean, like shampoo know, and stuff. Shampoo, though. I mean, he does make a valid point about it leaking in your luggage and then yeah. being questionable. That's why you bring you plastic it. bags. Yeah, that's why you bring zip All right. Um, <laughs> so, including wine tasting are planned before the wedding that night. Frank and Lindsay do not participate in the activities and instead spend the t- that time talking to each other. Well, they are still participating in the activities, but not. Not really not being present yes, with the rest exactly. of the crowd. They are just talking to each other and sniping on all of it. And I, I mean, it. this is the, like, I, again, this is so me. Like, I would absolutely be like, I mean, not necessarily there in the same circumstances, but I'm definitely the person who's like, all right, who can I like fuck off into a corner with and just like yeah. talk shit? Yeah, exactly. I, I love doing that. That's why yeah. we're like best friends, man. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but I love it. It's good, Um, damn it. (laughs) Lindsay says she still loves Keith. Frank does not understand why she has not moved on. He says love is pointless, and Lindsay argues it is not. Frank says his family history has ruined his life, and Lindsay says he should get over it. I mean, they're both just fucking awful, and I love them. Uh, Yeah. uh, They continue their conversation through the wedding that evening and criticize the other people people there well no that's after she has him like carry her up a hill because she doesn't want to get her newly massaged feet dirty just before her ex-fiance's wedding that why is she at it the film never really delves it like she wants closure and that's closure i think the bigger issue is why did he invite her like that's that's the bigger question and i would guess that it is i've heard a lot of stories of like you know inviting people to things out of a feeling of necessity with an expectation that they would decline even yeah yeah but actually keanu points that out early on yeah yeah (laughs) he points that out that like it's like he didn't expect you to say yes he probably did it out of obligation and she's like well fuck him then i'm coming anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah give me my free weekend at like a winery and shit well, it's not no, really not, a, free not a free weekend i mean they don't they she have to pay for, for like all flight. the travel yeah, yeah pay for the flight for the hotel paid for the hotel it's just the other bullshit outside of the minibar because yeah. the minibar is definitely you know harped on uh, i also love that their toblerone is cassio it's a spite weekend yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's also. Well, I guess I'm a... the only space nerd that appreciated Cassiopeia. Yeah. Um... Oh yeah, it was cool. I mean, like, it sounds like a better name than Toblerone. Yeah, it totally does. Um, they run into a mountain lion. Well, they they fuck off during the dance. Afterwards, they leave and walk together through the countryside. They run into a mountain lion, and Frank scares it off by making it just says loud noises like he's yeah doing... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah which they've established that he does frequently because i'm guessing he has like swimmer's ear Something yeah like i mean that. that's the implication but like like yeah they don't he's really do- he's doing it to equalize the pressure yeah i'm guessing that like he he has uh i don't know i don't know how to phrase this like incompetent eustachian tubes yeah yeah like that makes sense because most pe- most of us don't really think about it it like you you just equalize the pressure behind your ear and in, in you know out from with the outside like by yawning or chewing or whatever swallowing i think no nah, maybe not swallowing but yeah like yawning and chewing will do it 
Yeah. So like normally it just opens and closes all and the time. But that's why you chew gum when you're taking off or landing. Yes, exactly. Cause when you have rapid pressure changes. Pressure. Exactly. So you, uh, you can do the Valsalvin maneuver, but if you're at the point where you're desperate enough to do that, you probably waited too long to do something else. Oh, but yeah, Val some people just like holding your nose and and blowing. Yep. Yeah, because it, that'll force your eustachian tubes open. But yeah, there's a it's um, there are people who don't ha- whose eustachian tubes don't open easily. And so they like as children often end up having like a like a, a stent put in to keep the tube open all the time. Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's been, uh, you know, um, physiology talk with uh, Cedar Screwit. Uh, I've been TJ Davis. Uh, no, back to the movie. Shut up. <laughs> I'm allowed to teach people things sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, I like I hope that people learn something sometime from this. And there you go. That was the moment. Uh, Lindsay thanks Frank or they try to run away and they fall and then fall and end up on the ground together. Lindsay thanks Frank for saving her and they kiss. Well, he kisses her. She he kisses her again. Then she kisses yeah, him. It's they're both like weird... really weirded out. Yeah, it's always and... that weird like consent. Like what is consent thing that happens a lot of the time in uh, in movies. So well, I think that it yeah, was good the... to have like the shot of her kissing him as well. Oh yeah, because and they... then like there's greater implied consent well, instead of she... just him forcing himself on She's... her. And she's into it when she, when the, when he's kissing her. Like she's active. She's not. Oh yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. It's just like always. Every time they go for the kiss in movies, it's always just this weird thing of like, like they just go for it, and there's like not there. There really isn't any body language suggesting it's a good idea. They just go for it, and that happens a lot in movies. Yeah, yeah. I think that this was handled a lot better. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Hand- it's not the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, well, um, and they they do actually have a discussion before they have sex, and then they have they and then they also have a discussion during sex. Yeah. She starts yelling <laughs> no, and he's like, no, and like like okay, so, like I'm stopping now, and she's like, no, 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 I'm I'm just I'm just expressing incredulity. I mean, so yes, but no, so keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, it's actually, like, I, again, I really deeply appreciate that, A, they have several conversations about consent, and B, it's incredible, it's, like, an incredibly awkward sex scene, and it's, like, this is way more realistic than the shit you usually see in movies. This is more like how sex actually goes. I mean, not for me, man. If there was a fucking tarantula nearby in the grass, as is mentioned in the movie, oh, I'd be you would the be turtle out of there. I mean, there's a lot of things that are said to Keanu that I'm just like, um, I'm surprised he's able to maintain her an erection during this. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like, I see a tarantula, yeah, that's then whoop, um, you know, or like, <laughs> yeah, like, like she's shouting no, um, like, yeah, I'm not in, like, I'm. That's where it's somewhat unrealistic. At the same time, I do like the the fact oh, no, that they, that they imply that... that she reaches orgasm before he does, which you know is is very interesting. So, oh yeah, because she yeah. starts screaming, "Oh boy!" Because yeah. that's how you have a boy. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because he planted that in her head mostly. But, oh, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, still. <laughs> but but also like, uh, yeah, that's actually. I mean, again, to me, that plays is realistic because that's very common. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, no. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, like it, it, it will happen. It's just sort of like this goes. And then to the, such like a there's a, and then there's also a time gap too, because like you know, yeah. movies love to show like, oh, they they both came at the same time, and it's like, yeah, that's like a lightning strike, and you celebrate when that happens because that's very rare. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. Keeping on, they then go back to Frank's room at the inn and spend time together in bed, talking, drinking, eating, and watching television. Frank compliments Lindsay's physical appearance, and she compliments his. I mean, they they had this whole, like, non-argument about, like, well, why don't we go back to your room and raid your minibar? Because mm-hmm. he's cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously... But then they obviously end up back they, it, it, this has to go happen in Frank's room. Like we need to run up his bill. So yeah, because he's actually kind of happy for like the first time in like ever. Yeah, but like you know. ever, ever. Yeah, he yeah. just he's so uncomfortable with it he can't admit it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, da da da. Uh, Lindsay tells Frank she likes him and wants to be in a relationship with him. Frank refuses, saying a relationship between them would not work out. He is still convinced love is pointless. They argue, but eventually fall asleep together. And, like, it's sort of a kind of adorable sequence, too. Like, it just... Well, I mean, the whole, like, building the relationship is adorable. Well, like, how they cuddle in when they're awake and, like, how they're, like, slapping each other when they're asleep and he wakes up with, like, a bloody nose and he's like, how did that happen? And she's, like, half off the bed and she's like, how (laughs) did that happen? And it's like, again... A lot of this is portrayed in a much more real way. It like it, it may not all be like super ultra realistic, but like yeah, I mean the dialogue. We'll talk about some like of this dialogue is. at some point. Oh yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're getting into the dialogue, which but like, it's not. Honestly, but, but like the way even like, the way scenes are set up and stuff, it's just it's not as yeah. picture perfect as most movies like to portray this shit. Yeah, no, I like mean, not everyone a, wakes up has... in a soft filter. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get through the last paragraph real fast. On Sunday morning, they both leave the farewell brunch early and go to the airport with Frank stealing, like, at least five of the uh, thanks for coming gift bags, which no, I also it, thought was hilarious. No, he, 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 he takes their two and one additional one. Yeah. Yes. No, he, he took at least five because he, no, he, he, he took their I, two, he and took I two right. more, no. and then he grabbed no. one more. No, he no. takes... Uh, he takes yeah, he takes, yeah, takes Well, hey, let us know in the comments, guys. If I'm no, right we, or they're we, right. We see his suitcase later and it has two bags in it. One, oh, okay. His and, and, his, and the additional one he took. All bags. right. Um, and go to the airport. During their flight home, Lindsay says, Lindsay keeps trying to convince Frank they should be together. She says it was a miracle. Two people like them made a connection and he should have some hope a relationship could work. Frank counters her argument by saying it would not work and they should not try. Because that's Frank's mentality is like, fuck it, nothing's worth it. Yeah. Uh, he says he is content with being alone. Their plane lands and they agree to not exchange contact information. Lindsay says her full address out loud as Frank sees her off in a taxi. And then like immediately. I spell lamb- set up. <laughs> yeah. Well, then immediately lambasts her for saying her full address. Yeah. Uh, but yes. I, I, too, smell setup. Um, <laughs> they both go back to their respective homes. That night, someone rings Lindsay's doorbell. She opens the door, see Frank standing there, and she smiles. And cut to black. Yep. Fit. Yep. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing is like it's interesting that you end on a mostly silent scene when this movie has just been like wall to wall dialogue the entire time. Um, Which like I, I, all right, I think we can get actually... into the dialogue now. I yeah, think, I mean, like because... the dialogue is cute and funny. It's just like real people don't talk this way. Yeah, well, like, it's, it's real people don't talk. Well written. It's super well written and real. Yeah, I know. I know real people don't talk this way. It, it's they talk super like they're gross. <laughs> but they talk like they're in a play. Yeah. Um, and actually, like they, uh, the way I was thinking about it is they talk in a way that I wish I could verbally, but like, because they talk how more similarly to how I write. And like, I think yeah, that that's the key that. is that like most people, one of the things that I find interesting about movies is that like you, like people's dialogue is, is often how in, in, in some form or fashion, how we wish we could sound verbally because you don't have the same uh time to think about it as when you're writing yeah so like it's it's yeah i don't know i mean it's just like they're very clearly a you know this is not this is dialogue that was written for them to perform um and it's interesting Absolutely. because oh, like, yeah no like, it, there is there is zero fucking uh, like improv going on on this yeah. Movie. oh yeah and Which like is, well, yeah, it sort of works for me because I it just I think that the the charisma and chemistry between yes. Ryder and Reeves just works so well that I don't know if this would work with like almost anybody ex else except for like stage actors. Well, I mean that's that's yeah. and that's one of the things that I'm trying to get at is that I think that like like because they're perform like I feel like with different actors I might believe the lines a little bit better but i worry that i'd lose the chemistry um yes. between the two actors um and that's kind of a tricky balance to kind of look because one of the things is that i've noticed while watching it is that like generally speaking both of their dialogue is overwritten in that way but generally speaking keanu's deliveries bother me more than winona's um and like i i just feel like you know she's the better actor than he is <laughs> i don't yeah. disagree but like i also think that his delivery i mean he's not bad of... i don't want to say he's bad because he always gets like railroaded as a bad actor and i actually think he's pretty no decent. he's oh no really he's not a bad actor he, he really he isn't. just has and, limited range but like, and again yeah. I i've met think... people who are like this yeah. i mean a lot of a, a lot of people we know and like are kind of like this. We're all a little bit like this, all three of us. Like, yeah, it's come just on, you, can't, you can't vocalize it the same way that. Like, no, we can't like, because my brain doesn't move fast enough for that. That's the problem. Is it's like, like again, I can I can articulate this well, just not in not verbally. I I just my brain doesn't move fast enough. That's not how human cognition works. Like. Anyone who says that they could have like an off-the-cuff conversation, conversation that approaches even approaches this, is like bullshitting you. The smartest people I know don't even sound like this. Like, it's a it's a little bit of a like a like again it for it, it's a little wish fulfillment in a way. Like you know, again, I really wish I could be this articulate, but instead I'm. Well, it's, it's limited well, by my stupid brain. About this. Yeah, yeah, being this articulate, but also just being such an asshole with it. Yes, like, it's again, like... it's like us. <laughs> we yeah. are articulate, but like 
pretty <laughs> fucking nihilistic and cynical a lot of the time. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, that's one of the things I like about this movie is it's not like all cute and fluffy and sh- sunshine and rainbows throughout. Like, yeah, it, it's like, you know. It, it like it gives it gives hope for you know those of us who consider ourselves you know disaffected and cynical to, i don't know i mean well know, yeah i don't know i mean like there's find each other i guess i don't know i it's 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 weird and just sort of how this is presented like in a sea of like much like I, it just kind of goes against the grain in so many like conventions of how to make a romantic comedy um mm-hmm. because it's just like it's so small and it has no improv whatsoever um, that like, those are just kind of like things that you don't really do because like, this is like really isolated to one location and two actors. And it's just kind of like, here's one scene followed by another scene followed by another scene. And like each scene is maybe like 10 minutes long. And it's got a very like Woody Allen vibe. Like like uh, early not really. Woody, Woody Allen, Allen had Woody Allen directed but like uh, had way more stuff going on in his films. But like so. but like in terms of, you know The focus uh, is the dialogue. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Which, you know, it works for me. Again, it's like, like it's I wish less that of this a character study as, more... I wish that this could work as a as play. As a play. I mean, yeah. I, I would say it almost sounds to me like it was written as a play and it, it like it written in the same way that a play like a play would be written and then it's just like yeah there's no way to make this look good on a stage let's make a movie yeah no no, no that that definitely makes sense um well we, then... i guess we should address now that victor levin was the writer director of it who was you know a primary writer executive producer for mad about you and dream on and larry sanders show and has done a bunch of stuff that has like sort of awful people that you root for yeah yeah and also i think has that kind of like really smart dialogue that you would expect based on this movie too yeah i don't know i mean it's also just i'm also just looking at like like unfortunately this movie cost five million and apparently only made back 2.2 so it was not successful i have to imagine that most of that money just like went to the actor salaries. I would um, guess like, so too, yeah, because like, I, rem- I I didn't even know this movie existed until I randomly saw it pop up. Yeah. Uh, on, it wasn't on stars when I initially watched it. I think it was on Netflix. No, I think or it was something. on Netflix when we initially watched it. But yeah. like, yeah, I, I think I just saw it pop up and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Looked at the description was like, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. Yeah. With more of a marketing push, I think this could have actually done okay just using the bankability of their stars. But I mean, it is just sort of like, like it's, it's a really odd, like I'm really curious, really what I'm more curious about is how long did this take to shoot? Because I kind of imagine that they shot this in a week. Like they kind of just shot one scene a day and that was it, you know, because like, this Uh, is really probably two scenes. Cause like there are, there's at least 10 scenes in it. Uh, unless you're doing yeah. like all your plane stuff one day, so you do like the well, that's uh, fly the thing out, is, fly in both yeah. on the same day, and that's I mean, still it's just like season. also it's just kind of the way that it's shot. Like it's it, you know, and I mean, like this is something that I I hate that a lot of comedies do this now is just like really wide shots. Um, 
of just your two actors and very little old coverage or anything interesting. But like, you know, I but mean, like those wide shots, this, yeah, those wide shots, I think actually work better in more improv based comedy because then well, you're because giving you like your people actors are... space to right. move around. Whereas yeah. this, like all of this felt like very purposeful. Yeah, all of this is purposeful, and and this is also, it's very economical, which is why I think that, you know, oh, this could be just shot in a week, because, like, like, you know, again, you could do about a scene a day, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, you film all the airports, all the, you film both plane scenes on the same day, you film both uh, hotel scenes on the same day, but, you know. um, Right. So. I wonder, oh, man. I wish that that was more common knowledge on things like the production diaries of film yeah, sets. Like I'm like that yeah. you need to read into. Yeah, I'm like because like this is clearly intended to be shot on the cheap, and I mean it looks like like you know basically the most expensive thing should be the actor salaries, which to an extent I kind of thought that they would be taking a cut, but they would be taking you know a pay cut just because they just wanted to make this. But like I would guess I'm not it's sure actors. that's the case. It's probably yeah. a no. It's not part- like it's not like Paul Giamatti making scale on fucking John dies at the end. The yeah. other the other thing that might the fact that they're not listed as producers makes me think that they basically just wanted to take the money up front and run. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's also potentially that like they instead of you know doing a making like a bunch of like just exterior shots and then just doing everything else on you know kind of like soundstage sort of stuff like they, it's possible that they like basically found some kind of winery resort thing and just sort of like rented it out for a weekend and filmed a bunch of shit in it or oh, rented I mean, it out during would, the week and filmed a bunch of, of shit guess. in it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's probably I wouldn't be not surprised cheap. if Victor Levin has some sort of like, like, you know, ownership stake in a winery that like, that's possible. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I mean, that's that a possibility. would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I know that like, I still haven't seen it, and now with his reputation being what it is, but I know that uh, Joss Whedon's all much do about nothing was basically just filmed on his his property, like so. Yeah, and it wasn't bad because yeah. I, I watched it before controversies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, kids. I don't know. Check out Buffy. Buffy's rad. Check out Angel. Angel's rad. Yeah, but. Oh, check out Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. That's pretty fucking rad in my book, too. But other other than that, like, just sort of, I I guess, Firefly. I don't know. I'm not as impressed with Firefly these days. I still like the movie Serenity, but... I think the thing that gets to me more more about Firefly is, like, I mean, because Firefly has two people who have revealed themselves to be like gross and shitty and one of them yeah. was like one of them revealed himself to be gross and Alec, Alec, uh adam baldwin revealed himself to be gross and shitty years ago yeah, um, yeah. uh now it's just like yeah i mean sense, it's well it's one know, of those things that, all that it, stuff it, happened yeah I, I mean in largely it's just kind of comes down to like so many of these things it's a lot of different creative people involved i mean and that's one of the things that you point to especially with Buffy and Angel, like Joss Whedon, his, his control over that production, like, especially like, I don't think he had that much influence starting out because he was a nobody. And then ultimately he kind of delegated. Once he got power, he abused it. Once he got, well, that's the thing is in power, there are certain like 
some of the middle seasons, yeah, he has a lot of power. Um, but ultimately, he does delegate a lot of it to Marty Knoxon at one point. And, you know, everything I can tell about her is that she's he's a pretty good person. Her quality of writing. I still need to see but, To the Bone. Yeah, To the Bone is worth seeing. Again, since we're talking about Keanu Reeves, like, To, Bo- to the Bone, like, it's not Bring an it accurate. Dir- it's a, not an accurate portrayal of uh dealing with um eating disorders uh from the perspective of treatment um though it is by all which is sort of unfortunate because that's what i hoped for from it since you know it's It's an accurate portrayal of of having of of having having but not of but but not not of all right Um, i can see that and uh and you know keanu reeves is good in it um and then you know a, a lot of um it's david something was most of was most of angel like the first four seasons oh yeah david something like greenwald or something like that but yeah like, sounds like right that. he's he's more involved than and he gets credit for um and you know i mean but ultimately one of the things that's just been interesting about this whole thing coming out is that you know i think there was a large portrayal of sarah michelle geller as being kind of like cold and distant really it's like no it's joss whedon's a creep and i'm not saying anything about it because yeah. i don't want well, because i want a career so yeah <laughs> i still love her cameo in clerks three i'll fuck anything that moves mm-hmm. <laughs> all right but hey that, two people that... that i've never heard a shitty thing about are well outside of a notarider being kleptomaniac in like the 90s I, again um, and uh like Okay, I know Dan totally didn't do this, but like I know a lot of people. Uh, I'm sure statute of limitations has run out, myself included, who did this shit in the '90s. Like, oh, I don't know, honestly, yeah. a ton of people I know totally. did it. Like, and it wasn't. I had it some wasn't sticky like fingers in my youth. <sighs> yeah, it was. It was like a. I don't know. It's. It's a very like. I'm a bored suburban kid in america and like i don't really want to do like a bunch of drugs so uh, i must steal a thing once in a while so i can get like that high yeah get get that specific endorphin <laughs> yes exactly but yeah i mean i don't think i've ever heard anything bad about keanu reeves yeah yeah well, I mean, like, all you need to person. do is look. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that his cameo in um, "Always Be My Maybe" is one of the greatest things ever. Oh um, yeah, no, that cameo is awesome. <laughs> um, and that's just I, I haven't like, watched the rest of it. I've only no, watched like, that scene. Yeah, that yeah, scene because it's just fantastic. like to have his have that sense of humor about himself. I think is is awesome, and it's really important because I think that that's really where you can see see a lot of people um their true colors because if they have a sense of humor about themselves usually they're pretty decent people whereas you know if they don't and they're banning people for from a social media platform for tracking their private jet then they're maybe an asshole so yeah you know (laughs) yeah again it's like life is a lot more fun if you don't take yourself too seriously and also a lot less shitty for the people around you cough cough elon yeah, yeah. Though I mean, this movie—it's interesting that we're talking about that, considering that, like, you know, that's what's. Oh yeah, it's like both of them are I playing mean, total shitbags, and they're like they're much nicer shit. people in real life. It's hard. Shit, no. I was gonna say they're playing kind of shitbags in in, but like, it, I would argue that they're a bit different in the sense that I think Keanu's character is like, uh, j- like actually a shitbag, and I think that like. I don't know. Winona seems much more open to um, 
like enjoy like like i i I don't know i mean i feel like winona's there to kind of like because she's just a bitter bitter person who wants like i don't know i think both of them like take way too much she seems like a person who had a really uh, she seems like a person who probably had like a very you know kind of hard on her sleeve kind of yeah attitude and then got completely crushed by this one thing and never appropriately dealt with it yeah, well, I mean, I, I think, but I think that's true. by a mother that said, like, if a man doesn't love you, then you're no one. And this was the closest yeah, that she got to it and too. can't let go of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's also just both of them take way, like, both of them, I think, are rooting for this marriage to fail and kind oh, of want absolutely. the wedding to be a total disaster <laughs> and just kind of want to, like, bear witness to that because they like watching bad things happen to people so like that's no, not they like, no they like watching bad things happen to people that hurt them let's yeah. be specific here like they're yeah, not fair they're not like that's why i'm saying they're not bad but they people. don't have anything against the bride so no you know. they don't but like <laughs> Until they don't they meet her and realize like she's not bad she's just dumb <laughs> Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They they don't like the only person they wish ill on her. is like Keith. Well, and yeah. I don't yeah. think that I don't think that Frank even wishes ill on Keith. It's just like yeah, he does. Frank doesn't. Yeah, care. he does. He uh, hates. I don't know mother. how much Frank really cares about what happens to Keith. It's eh, more he Lindsay. Thinks, he who thinks Keith Ill. is an asshole who's who's stealing his inheritance. <laughs> like, oh, that's kind yeah. of the implication. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> people don't age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I like I I think what I what really appealed to me about this movie and why I put this on a list to begin with um cuz you know even though we're doing we decided to include it as part of our Oh yeah, Valentine's we never said this love, is love bites bites. series. <laughs> um yeah, I mean the we're to kind of doing the the theme thing. It seems to work nicely for us. It gives us, you know, easy way to narrow down what to talk about um in a given like this was always this was something i put on the list a while ago because i i really like this movie i like both actors uh i actually really like seeing like you know smart cynical people yeah (laughs) um who actually managed to get something good at the end of it which is really nice too it reminds me of people Um, like me except for the ending yeah (laughs) Yeah, i don't know man i'm finally getting there shut up um but anyway yeah the and i also really just like i i think it's a very different and less manufactured or very differently manufactured way of showing a of, of approaching a romantic comedy yeah it, it's, um, it's not like how to lose a guy in 10 days rom-com like yeah it's it, it not has some intelligence to it it has intelligence to it it has it, it's i think it's a lot less um you know carefully curated in terms of uh you know looks and how like parts of the human experience play out um i think that it is i don't know it's it's just it's a refreshing take on the rom-com thing because i've never been like a rom-com girl i've never been into like you know soap operas or any of that bullshit like this is a this is one of the first rom-coms i can think of that like really deeply appealed to me like 
I was like, man, I'm thrilled Shaun that I watched dead. this. Yeah, but like it's a rom-com. Com. But rom-com you know, com rom-com. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the the great argument will be warm bodies is closer. Oh yeah, yes. I kind of warm, about bodies warm bodies is definitely yeah, closer that's a good to that. One. Yeah, and uh, like I, I, I definitely appreciated that movie for similar reasons. It's like the 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 generic formula that appear appeals to a really wide audience is usually not something that's going to work for me in this in this genre and like this really works for me yeah like uh, i, I mean, can actually see some of myself in in these characters where i usually can't see anything of myself in in no no i mean and that's the thing is like i like that, I was that eloquent all the time yeah. It makes the bold choice of, of not making everyone just generic and likable and every manny and, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, no, and they kind of suck. I, they remind me of, like, the It's Always Sunny guys. But, yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're not as, like, But, like, not malicious. I mean, yes. like, 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 again, you know, I mean, I think that this, again, speaks to really good casting decisions. I feel like both of them are kind of cast somewhat against type to flex the fact that they actually have some you know acting muscle to play characters that are unlikable and not really themselves and you know i mean i think that it you know if you don't but if they don't carry that weight of having some like ability these characters could be insufferable like honestly if you cast um you know uh, i guess if you cast like like rob McElherney and uh uh, Caitlin Olson, like I don't think this would work as no, well. No, <laughs> it wouldn't. You're right. I kind of want to at... see. I, I kind of want to see that remake though. Just like, <laughs> shot for shot, line for line, but the two of them, which yeah. would make it like even more funny because they're married. But like, yeah, honestly, I feel like I'd rather go with uh, Charlie Day and um, the waitress. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, Elizabeth I just felt Ellis. like, yeah, uh, Mary, Mary. Elizabeth Ellis or something. Mary I think Elizabeth they could Ellis. actually that's pull that off much better. I think that they could pull it off better, but like, I don't yeah, know. but I mean, that's because they're like the the closest you get to likable characters that are always sunny. Like, I want to pull. That's true. Like, yeah. you know, I I, I think that at, I don't know. Artemis is kinky, but Artemis isn't a bad person. I mean, you know, ultimately, Charlie's the only likable character on the show. <laughs> like, only likable member of the gang. Yes, <laughs> yes. the yeah. only likable member of the gang. Yes. <laughs> the rest like of them strange. just kind of skate by on like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's always Sonny works because of, of like Danny DeVito's Frank is like Danny DeVito has this weird charm to him that he could be like the most gross, despicable person ever. <laughs> and you're still like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I know it's amazing. And like, yeah, I, I definitely think that these two kind of have that. But like, I think that any, any two any two good enough actors could actually carry this pretty well yeah well. no i mean like that's the thing is it uh, largely it just comes down to chemistry between your leads which i do think yes. that, that they have the two of them um, have really great chemistry i mean they yeah. do. hey fun fact about winona Ryder and keanu reeves they might have actually been married in 1992 on the set of um dracula francis yeah. ford dracula because nice. there was an actual Romanian Orthodox priest or Russian Orthodox priest. What's the story? Who who uh who was doing the ceremony. So they might have been married. <laughs> they don't <Neat>. know. <laughs> but yes, fun facts with TJ Davis. Yeah, I don't know how fun <laughs> a fact that actually is, but Yeah. Uh eh, it's like the it's best thing funny. for this movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You've got a degree in baloney. I've got a degree in homeopathic medicine. See, you should have done that line, and then I would have done whatever. All right, yeah, whatever. We're like we're like forty seven and a half minutes in. Yeah, I don't know how much more there is to say about yeah. this. Like, how, how much more do you guys have to say? Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot more to say. I don't think. That, I mean, it's like... a good example of how to make a film uh, cheaply. Uh, yeah. Despite the fact that we know its budget kind of spiraled out of control, and it's just kind of like, and that's what's interesting of just sort of to see that you can really strip something. But like away. you could do this with two nobodies that yeah. have good chemistry and yeah. make this work, and it would Absolutely. still work. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, like under a million. Yeah, no, you and can... you could have had, and you could have spent some of the money on you know marketing because I, I again I didn't know this existed until yeah, I ran with marketing I think this could have made back its budget, but yeah, yeah. didn't invest any marketing into it. So all right, yeah. so Dan, let's start off with you then. Keep okay, I mean, overall, I mean, I'd say it's a see it. Like, you know, I, I, I think that at for what it is, it works. I really like it as an example of low-budget filmmaking um, and just having a, a pretty clear voice. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that it's overwritten at times. Um, and, like, yeah, these characters are unlikable, but that's something that I like taking the risk on that. I don't think that you should make something that's, you know has really generic characters so like overall it works i kind of wish it had maybe a little bit more of a thematic to it than just sort of like like yeah it's two people who are kind of snarky who get together like i i feel like you could maybe do a little bit more than that but uh, you know for what it is it works uh it's a really cool small film that just happens to have name actors in it yeah know? so yeah, so I say it to see it. Red. Emily? I mean, we already know where I land on this one since I'm the one who put it on the list in the first place. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely a see it. I, again, really appreciate the fact that it is a non-traditional um, rom-com I, with characters that I can actually, you know, even remotely relate to. Uh, probably more than I'd like to admit, but... Um, and yeah, it's like it, it does things differently in ways that generally work. Uh, it, you know, feels a lot of the actual like human interaction stuff feels a lot less forced and more realistic than a lot of things are portrayed in movies in, gen in general. And, um, you know, the, the lead actors are honestly just kind of a joy to watch. I like both of them. So uh yeah i don't know this 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 really works for me and yeah you could absolutely do this with no name actors and make it like super cheap all right rad um yeah i don't know how much more i have to add rather than just reiterate but i i too am a see it on this one like i love watching the chemistry between both of them while the script is overwritten i still love their dialogue it's got you know that sort of yeah when like, it works quick witted it works. yeah that like quick-witted sort of um it's just Rain other times it's like okay no Larry David like kind of thing but yeah Again, I like, wish nobody I talks that way nobody would like me but I kind of wish I could talk like yeah. this <laughs> nobody likes me I can't talk like that to be able to talk like this that's not true there are there, 
there are there are tens there are d- d- people that there like there are you. many people <laughs> potentially double digits Yay. Yay. double digits yeah. i mean i only have like five friends and that doesn't bother me <laughs> then again i parse everybody else into like acquaintances or other yeah exactly um, it's like i have lots of friends but i don't like talk to all of them regularly uh yeah, y- yeah. You're, you're welcome by the way yeah well, <laughs> you're welcome to not <laughs> up with me. Yeah. you're welcome that i talk to you on a regular basis and actually enjoy myself <laughs> but yeah i really i really enjoy this movie i think that you could do it for like under a million with like two actors that just have good chemistry as yeah. like a micro budget movie but like i still enjoy watching you know keanu reeves and my own rider interacting with each other i think that they're both great actors they both have great chemistry i i like a lot of the shot choice in it as well but mm-hmm. like it's a lot of forced perspective stuff that you know is yeah. what makes me think that it wouldn't work as a play because how do you force the how well, do you I mean... force some of that stuff like you'd change it up for a play, but but still, yeah. there there's too many locations. It'd have to be a black box. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I still really enjoy this. It's not going to be one that I watch, you know, often. But this was the second time that I had watched it, and I still really enjoyed it. I guffawed many times during the script during the movie. Uh, the title cards that with like the struck out. Like yeah, I wish the title I had cards written yeah. them around, but yeah. like the title cards with like the struck out bits, hilarious. But yeah, I, check it out. It's on stars. It, it's a it's a fun flick. Yeah, it's well worth it if you're if you want something that's like you know still kind of romantic and hopeful, but like isn't you know going to give you fucking cavities. Mm. Um. Hey, if you've listened this far, but listened this far before we get into the final, final stuff, next week will be the 2021 movie, The Trip, starring Numi Rapace. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's sure. a Norwegian flick. It, it's worth checking out if you want to be ahead of the curve for next week. Uh, hey, it's the end of the show. Dan, give your stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I have a webcomic. You can check it out at woodfetus.com. Rad. Uh, Emily, give our other thing. TJ and I do another podcast. It's about New England beers primarily, but, you know, also just beer in general and also pop culture. It's called New England Beer Reviews. You can probably find it wherever you find this. Absolutely. Um, we have been Cedar Screw It. My name's TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and Daniel Murphy. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, as long as that still exists. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously. Uh, you can also give us money at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. That's the initials of our show, see it or screw it, S-I-O-S-I. Uh, if you want to see what the fuck I'm watching at the moment, you can check me out on Letterboxd at, you know, S-I-O-S-I, I think. Um, or see it or screw it. It's one of the two. Just search. You'll find me. Yeah. Uh, anybody got a final word? Yeah, you do it way better than I do. Good final word, Emily. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Next. Bye. Bye. Bye.